Thank you for joining us for Sermons on Demand from Friendship Grace Brethren Church. We provide these videos as a way to share the pulpit messages and teachings offered at Friendship Grace Brethren Church. If you find these videos a helpful resource, please drop us a note at info at friendshipgracebrethren.com. Now open your Bibles and get ready to dig into the Word of God. Good morning. Okay, I have to do it because everyone but Pastor Rich is uh, still uh, affected by daylight savings time. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I'll take it. I try. A few weeks ago, we learned that it's critical for us to realize that there's one way to become a believer of Christ. There's no entry fee. I don't have to pay $100 to insert the name of certain individuals. There's only one price. That was death. There's no special holy water that was blessed by some guy in the middle of nowhere. We were selected before the very foundation of the earth by our creator, our sustainer of the earth, our Abba. We cannot lose this ultimate gift. Something that can't be taken away. It was faith given to us. Additionally, we learned that we cannot pick and choose what laws we're going to follow. If you're going to tell everyone that you have to wear a 10-piece suit, well, hope you guys like 10-piece suits. Yeah. Just a nine. You know, even if it's 100, 100 million degrees outside, you do not get to pick and choose. We do not get to pick and choose because everyone follows these commandments that God says has importance. Of course, I'm not meaning the 613 laws that were given to us. This was a way for God to tell the Jewish people that, hey, you're fallible. fallible. You stink. You're worse than, uh, worse than what you smell like after, after a hard day's work. You're a filthy sinner. The Apostle Paul was dealing with a massive disaster of people that were trying to tell Christians they had to follow everything ranging from not doing any work on the Sabbath to particular foods or mixing new wineskins with old wineskins. We also learned that the enemy will attack those that do good for his kingdom. Let me ask you this question. You ever notice every time Pastor Rich has something he has to really preach I mean, you know, we, we do it in order, so you know what's going to happen, roughly. He feels like garbage that week. It's like clockwork. Or, you know what I mean, every time I have something that God's really pressed on me, that week at work feels like I've been through the ringer ten times. It's the enemy trying to stop. It will affect our friendships, our relationships. could be health issues, could be your marriage, could be your children, could be your dog biting you. I hope not. Those hurt. This is not a badge of honor, but it's reality. We as believers cannot do anything to earn our salvation. This was a gift from our Heavenly Father, who sent His Son to die on a Roman cross. If you think we're beating this up like a redhead stepchild, well, I'm glad. 
because it's that important. Heck, I am a redhead stepchild. It's, I've been beaten a couple of times. In the calm of the storm, where life has beaten us up like Rocky, God's got us. First two verses we're covering this morning. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So the Apostle Paul dives deep back into telling the people of Galatia that they were selected or called for spiritual freedom. We have a place for us that is beyond words, the awesomeness of it. We get to hang out with God, our loved ones. The Apostle Paul, Peter. I'm sure we all have a list of things that you know we want to ask and do and explore. And how awesome would it be to be able to be like, Hey Jesus, can you tell me about this? And can you pass the mashed potatoes please? And he has this giant bowl of mashed potatoes. Of course, I'm adding a lot of creative, uh, creativeness to it. But but no pain, no suffering. We'll have the privilege and honor and the gift to be in the presence of our creator. Supreme being that created everything. We as humans do not deserve the gifts of salvation. We deserve pain, suffering, and death a million times. No, not a million. Gazillion, trillion. I don't know what goes after trillion, but we deserve it. We have taken something good and turned it into slime, newborn, diaper mess. I, could, I used to be able to tell you what that was called but I know it smells. Second part of verse 13, the Apostle Paul states that you are not given a free ride to follow your sinful desires, wants, or anything that goes against God's moral law, code, or nature. We do not get to put our salvation card into our wallet or purse for the next 80 years or when you're called into heaven. Obedience to God is not justification, but a critical component to being a Christian. We are slaves to each other, commissioned to love one another, serve one another, watch out for one another. Who would agree that being nice and loving other people is hard? It's okay to say amen. <laughs> we're gross people, and we still are. Just because we're saved does not mean that we're perfect. Or beyond perfect. I mean, we're messed up. We are continually becoming like Christ. Progressive justification like we covered uh, last time. We still have anger and jealousy and lustful thoughts and actions like overeating. Yes, you know, like peanut butter. I admit it. I throw myself underneath the bus. And so many other things. We're called to love one another just like Christ loved the church. The idea and this idea and direction is not the first time mentioned in Scripture. Matthew 22, verse 39. And a second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
self. I'm going to borrow something from John MacArthur that made sense. You guys are hungry, you eat, right? If you're thirsty, you get something to drink. If you're tired, you take a nap, hopefully not during a hurricane. If you're injured, you take Tylenol or a Band-Aid. Why do we as humans not do that for others? Why is it, why is it like this biggest thing that needs a celebration? We need to take care of each other. We as a church are no stranger to helping others. One of the things I love. More recently, we, uh, we brought, uh, bought, brought, purchased a well in Africa so people could have safe drinking water or a uh, truckload of Bibles in the CAR or helping Karis chaplains through that, path, that journey. All these things are amazing and I don't say them for us to boast but to realize that we are not the majority. We are the minority of it. We could buy a trillion truckloads of Bibles. We could buy a gazillion water wells. It's not going to earn our salvation. But we're called to take care of each other. It won't erase that, those filthy transgressions. We are to love one another because we're selfish. And I have to admit that there's a last jar of peanut butter. I'm probably going to try and take it on the shelf. I'll share it with you, hopefully. <laughs> we need to take care of each other because our world's getting worse. I'm just going to say it like that. It's not an easy thing to, to say it, but that's reality. Thousands of years ago, the Apostle Paul wrote this. And it's, we're realizing it more and more. I can tell by the elders and others that something's up just by interacting with them. Just by a twinge on their face. It's a little hard for me, but I can tell. It's developing in that relationships. Many times it doesn't have to be much. Just say, hey, how you doing? Or letting them vent. I mean, having someone be able to say, hey, how's, how's things doing? Hey, I know, I know your secular job's chewing you up a little. How's things going? Are you providing for the physical needs of others, but sometimes they just need a friend to talk to. Verse 15 of Galatians. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. That turned, that turned violent quickly. I have to say that I love the Apostle Paul's imagery because we as humans are vile. Vicious and downright interesting individuals. And that's not saying it in a positive way. Reasoning for the Apostle Paul saying this is important because how many uh, individuals have gone to a group of church leaders 
where other people in church are saying, hey, you know, we got a thousand people in church and we have all these programs and, you know, they're boasting and everything and they start attacking each other. We're one giant family trying to take care of each other. We don't need to attack each other. We attack each other. We're just doing the work of uh, the enemy. It's not about the numbers. Something that's disheartening a lot of times, and I have to remind myself what uh, Pastor Rich is constantly saying, hey, something that Tony Webb drilled into him. Someone plants and someone harvest. Our current place where we are right now is not our resting place. It's a waiting room. The legalism that was going on at that time for the people of Galatia had everyone treating each other like enemies. Who remembers the uh, toilet paper shortage of 2020? I mean, you still got one. <laughs> You guys loved each other uh, a month before that. As soon as the toilet paper shortage of 2020 hit, nope, sorry, you're going to have to use some leaves. Imagine how quick that turned. <laughs> People of Glacia had everyone treating each other like the enemy and they were eating and spitting each other out like chewing tobacco. That makes you really want to eat a pe uh, some chewing tobacco, right? It was the legalism of having to follow something. It wasn't about love. It was procedural. It was about control. Holman's New Testament says this. As a result of the legalists, this church was divided and they were biting and devouring each other. Their church and community of faith were on the verge of destruction. Legalism treats people harshly and often leads to divisions. We are in a world where everyone's a number. Hey, what's your social security number? What's your employee number? What's your Medicaid, Medicare, Medicaid number? What I'm trying to say is we don't need to create division in the church. We have enough division. We don't need to attack each other. We need to love each other. Take care of each other. There it is. Verse 16 through 18. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other and to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The Apostle Paul keeps driving home that the law and the following of the law does not save us. If you walk by the Spirit or with God, then you cannot be of the world. Binary choice. There's no wishy-washy aspect to this. Who remembers playing with reverse magnets in, in elementary school? Take two magnets instead of having them uh, connect to each other. You flip them, and they have that pull. 
That's the world and God. They're fighting each other. God is providing us the love and the strength to not want to be in the world, but of the world. Desires of the flesh that the Apostle Paul is mentioning is more than the physical desires or lust, but it could be anything that separates us from our Heavenly Father. People want to lie, cheat, steal, and do whatever it is to hurt each other. The Judaizers were taking the law to the point that it was that it was meant to they were hurting each other when really I was trying to show them that they were messed up. The world's all about themselves. And our creator and sustainer of the earth is the complete opposite. He's about caring for us. The ones that were selected. The mention of the flesh by the Apostle Paul is more than than lustful thoughts, lustful thoughts or anything physical, but it could be anything that separates you from God. It could be the stock market and how, you know, people in California um, don't have a bank right now. The bank collapsed on Friday. You know? There was two of them. People put their love of money before God. Their love of books. Yes, I know that. Sacrilegious and <laughs> around here. Their love of peanut butter. Their love of work. You insert something love of. It places a wedge between you and your Heavenly Father. It's something dangerous. I have a guy at work that literally drove all over the state of Florida for a car. He's got 15 cars already at home. Yeah. Then he came in with three hours of sleep. I'm like, why'd you do it? He's like, I love the thrill. Like, do that wedge. Or for instance, standing in, in line at the movie theater to see the next release of Avatar. No, we did not do that. We're staying up all night for video games. Anything could be that wedge. The law does not bind us, but shows us that without the grace and mercy of our Heavenly Father, we're bound for death. Because we have broken the laws of our Heavenly Father. To be saved, we must have the faith in our Heavenly Father. Faith that He's given to us. There's nothing that I can do, nothing you can do, nothing you can pay. Now, here's where it gets a positive interesting. Verse 19. Uh, okay. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, and sensuality. Apostle Paul does not hold back by calling the people of Galatia out to what was happening. Verse 19 has sexual transgressions. They were choosing themselves instead of their spouse. The Apostle Paul was trying to convey that sexual immorality could be anything that, that separated that relationship, that gift. It's a broad term. 
I have to stress, this isn't boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. This is... This is a relationship that no matter no matter what, they've got your back. Your partner in crime. The one you're trying to... Uh, trying and will take a bullet for. The one that there's no such thing as divorce, only homicide. In this category of sexual immorality included cheating on your spouse and homosexuality. And I admit it's not a topic <laughs> is is comfortable. Because I've known you guys at least 10 years. But you don't sugarcoat it. Who remembers back in, uh, back in the 70s when they started taking prayer out of school? Well, you don't. Back in the day, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The world is trying to get rid of Christianity. I mean, we, we covered in uh, in Sunday school that, you know, I mean, we used to be in the majority. Now we're the minority. We've given up. The things that, that God has told us that is right, s- simple as, you know what I mean, being true to your spouse, loving each other, a man and a woman, don't do things with animals. You name it. These are things that are normal to our world. Again, not comfortable for me to say in front of people I, I love. But hey, it has to be done. Because you don't sugarcoat scripture. The Apostle Paul mentions next impurity, but this is more than the sec- sense of sexual immaturity, but also moral dirtiness and grime and uncleanliness of our thoughts and actions and speech. People of Galatia were following the law and provided a way for themselves to be saved instead of God saving them. They were, their minds were actually dirty. No matter what we do, we cannot earn our salvation. Salvation, And if we're trying, good luck because it ain't going to work. We will always lose because we're unclean in our thoughts. doesn't matter who you are. I was talking with someone Saturday morning and we we're joking how pastors always say on the way to church they want to run someone off the road with road rage. And we're like, yeah, they're not immune. No one's immune to it. It's a cliche, but it's true. I struggle at work, and I have no problem throwing myself underneath the bus. I'm used to it lately. (laughs) Loving people. How How many times when you're at work, you want to say, okay, here's your dog food, have fun. Or my thing is, here's your bread. Thank you, have a good day. Hasta la vista. That's not loving. 
Without God, we're not lovable to each other or for ourselves. It doesn't matter who you are. Or here's this. I had my I had my aha father moment for my daughter this week. And it, it hit hard. Daddy, that thing's stupid. And I said, honey, we don't use the word stupid. Well, you call the bread guy stupid? I'm like, ow. Ow. Okay. You're right. Not anymore. That was not loving. God used a three and a half year old to say, hey, really? Next is a word that will be fun to say related to sexual immorality, debauchery, or complete boldness and unashamedness. Our world does this constantly. They flaunt the sexual sins of this world. On Friday night, instead of being modest, it's the complete opposites. This is the norm of what's going on in 2023. It's completely normal, but back in the 70s, it was taboo. Now it's normal for a 20-year-old guy to sow his royal his his oats, you know, hit the world running, and settle down in his 30s. That's what our world's come to. The complete opposite of Scripture. Verse 20 through 21. Idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, which I covered a little on, rivalries, dissensions, diversions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like those. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. These are critical for us to understand that anything that takes us away from our relationship with our Creator is not good for us. Anytime we decide to be legalistic and worship false or pagan gods, this includes your new cell phones, you know, your technology, your books. No. I was thinking about technology. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. We as humans will worship anything but our Creator. Because we think we can replace Him. We're hard-headed. We have to understand that idolatry is something that is not new. Could be anything. Next, witchcraft is mentioned and it could be potions and spill, spells. Think, think of uh, the old cartoons. But the Apostle Paul has no reservations to say that demonic magic controls the demons. He dies deep to enmity, which also could be best described as extreme hatred. What do you guys hate more than anything? How about traffic? In Lee County.
these are things that we all struggle with. And the Apostle Paul will say it like it is. Next mention is discord and not the server, but something different. Or creating a way for others to mistrust each other. How many people have been in a workplace where one person is the gossiper or politically correct? They're very good at communicating the wrong information. Or how many of us want to argue and have disagreements or strives just to have fun? I grew up in a household where if you weren't the loudest person, you didn't get food or laundry or go to sleep. <laughs> Arguing was a sport, but it doesn't mean it was right. I think they call that debating. After this, we also see jealousy. We as humans can become jealous of what others have. Hey, I want that new technology, you know. I'd love to have Chuck's car, you know. It's, it, it runs better. God provides for us. Being jealous of others and what they have and their relationships and items they own and the job they have. You're taking something that supposed to be positive for someone and you're turning it into negative. And I know I'm going through a lot of them, but I'm pretty sure you guys want to get get home before uh, before 1 p.m. But the last few ties into each other in the sense where alcohol and extreme consumption. Who remembers when they were 21 and got drunk for the first time, legally? You knew, okay, thank you, so on. You knew you were going to get drunk. You, you knew you were going to push yourself to that point, but you did it anyways. I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure, Elaine, you, you regret it the next morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a picture to prove it. <laughs> You're not supposed to take pictures of it. <laughs> God isn't trying to be a killjoy. He's trying to watch out for us. He's trying to help us to understand that if we don't listen to him, things will be harder. Or for instance, you've, uh, you've been so angry you start seeing stars. Fits of anger. Choose anger, or you choose the kingdom of God. It's binary. You cannot hold on to all these things I mentioned. There's something that shocks people I interact with, and that hopefully you guys use it too. Hey, aren't you afraid of dying? I'm like, no. I'm afraid if I get injured. I'm ready for the party. We were selected by our Heavenly Father to go to a place that's so amazing we don't even have words to describe. Dine and chill. Chill. Not Netflix and chill, but dine and chill. 
that you're true. You guys, <laughs> with Jesus, the Apostle Paul, the disciples, other believers, you name it, they're all hanging out there. But we don't deserve any of this. Less than a grain of sand. We don't deserve the forgiveness. We don't deserve the love that we're given. We're nasty sinners and every time we hit that point where it's either the world or Heavenly Father, we just add a, another nail into Jesus' hands. I know it's extreme, but it's a good way to remember our, for ourselves. So how do we boil this down so we remember all the words that I probably didn't pronounce correctly? Fire insurance is not just for your house or business. We do not get to use our freedom to decide to do whatever we want just because we've given, been given freedom and grace. We do not deserve anything given to us by our Heavenly Father. We deserve punishment a trillion times more because we're horrible people. Number two, loving people is hard, which really should be a bumper sticker. Just because you might not like people doesn't mean you don't you don't you don't have to hang out with them. But we need to interact with each other. You need to talk to others in the grocery store, people you work with all around us. Without people we would be crazy. That's one of the reasons why solitude confinement is is used. It's a punishment. We are a light post for our Heavenly Father. Because we plant that seed in others. We don't harvest it. But who knows, maybe the next person will. We don't get to say... Here's your dog food or bread. Have a nice day. We don't get to be hermits because God's instructed us to love each other. Just as we love ourselves. Just as God's loved the church. Number three, walk with God or be a faker. Either we continue our best to walk with our journey with God or we act like fakers. We as individuals in this world in general are horrible, nasty people. We're horrible, but we've been given something that we do not deserve at all. Number four, legalism has no room in a relationship with our Father, Heavenly Father. We are not under the law, but under the love of our Heavenly Father. No matter what, we've been selected before the very foundation of the earth. We all look inside of each other when we wake up in the morning or at night. Say, man, I'm a horrible person. How is our relationship with others 
with our Heavenly Father? Are we using idols of the world? Are we having anger or division? Are you going on Amazon because you're lonely? There's a reason why our Heavenly Father had everything survive. The words of the Apostle Paul. As we continue to become older in this world, they hit us harder. Self-reflection. I didn't realize we had three full communion coming up, but there's a reason why during three full communion we're provided a chance to let it out. Clean the slate before we worship with our Heavenly Father. So in a minute, when I pray, think. Think about all, all those Things that are separating you. We as humans do not see through the lens of Jesus. God is critical and the only relationship that matters is with him. Not with your dog. Not with the UPS guy. Our Heavenly Father. We do not know love or forgiveness or honor or sacrifice without him because he's done it all for us he provides the solution it's not who you send money to it's not who you donate food to it's not who you say hi to <coughs> it's doing what God's called us to God's provided the way for why we had this relationship Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for taking a, a passage that many's, many try and glance over and have us realize that there's a reason for it. There's a reason why, why thousands of years ago this was written and has survived. Because we don't deserve anything, Lord. We deserve to be beaten like a red-hat stepchild ten times worse. Have us realize that without you, we are nothing. We hope to honor and glorify you in the weeks to come. Amen. Thank you for watching or listening to this teaching on demand from Friendship Grace Brethren Church. Please consider sending us an email at info at friendshipgracebrethren.com to let us know how this teaching may have helped you. Please also consider joining us in person at Friendship Grace Brethren Church, located at 10251 Metro Parkway, Suite 116, Fort Myers, Florida, just south of the intersection of Metro and Colonial Boulevard. Sunday school begins at 9 and worship service at 10 a.m. We look forward to seeing you in person at Friendship Grace Brethren Church.